through the devil's envy, death entered into the world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And out of the sea in my vision, a beast came up to land with ten horns and seven heads. And on each of its ten horns, a royal diadem. And the names it bore on its heads were names of blasphemy, writes St. John in the Apocalypse. And now the whole world went after the beast in admiration, falling down and praising the dragon for giving the beast all this dominion. Praising the beast too. Before describing the first of the seven heads of the dragon, let us listen to the commentaries of the church fathers on the beasts and the dragon. One can wonder, why do we speak of two different animals, a beast and a dragon, one having ten diadems on his ten horns, and the other only seven diadems on his ten heads. First, many spiritual authors see in these two monsters, of course, one and the same devil, figure of the devil, the Antichrist. When referring referring to the sea, to the ocean, it denotes the body of the devil, the whole body of the devil, in a figurative way, which springs, it springs from the people of the ungodly, a spring of water, so the ocean, figurative way of the person of the devil. But he also has his kingdoms among men here on earth. And in a a literal sense, as we read in the book of Daniel, about the four earthly kingdoms. Therefore, it is suitable, of course, that he is both king of the oceans and of the world, the earth. Now, ten, seven, or even a hundred are interchangeable numbers in the Bible. It means the fullness, the plenitude. As we read in the gospel, he will receive sevenfold in this world. But in another gospel, we also read for the same passage, a hundredfold and not a sevenfold. So interchangeable. In other words, the evil one pretends to have an infinite kingdom, an infinite power. He pretends to be another god. Too proud of his title as Lucifer the one who brings the light, although not life, light itself. He's truly there for the Antichrist, who pertains to the heads of the earthly kingdom by imitation of our true head, capital H, Christ. He dares to exhibit himself as one who has been slain. If you remember, one of the heads has been wounded and has reason again and who is to be accepted as Christ, who truly accomplished this. There is a diabolical envy, not to possess God within himself, but to become God. Like a gnawing worm inside that devours itself and others eternally. Because envy gives no gratification to the soul, unlike lust in some ways, or pride, It only augments misery. And this is our first head. 
our first deadly sin for this week, Novena. Envy is a sorrow, as we know, or a sadness over another's good, because that good is regarded as something withheld or taken away from the envious person's excellence or reputation. The first murder, the first crime in human history was the fruits of envy, as we read in the story of Abel. Envy makes one's life miserable. A spiritual author explained it very well. He says, envy disrupts social life generally. It says the child against his father, brother against brother, neighbor against neighbor, and nation against nation. It kills friendship, undermines business relations, and hinders reconciliation. It is one of the chief sources of misunderstanding, criticism, hatred, vengeance, calumny, detraction, and perverse attacks on private life. Envy and greed, the source of the world's unrests and wars, are sins against charity because they make us seek what belongs to others often even at the cost of harm to our neighbor. We want what does not belong to us, but the most harmful consequences fall on the envious individual himself. Of all the passions, envy is the only one that yields nothing but pain. Envy often begets hatred, resentment, jealousy, detraction, and murmur. One creature, one creature, however, restored the broken and wounded creation because of her humility and charity. She emptied herself in order to have nothing left in her and to receive everything from God. Secundum verbum tum, according to thy word. Not that's thy servant, O Lord, but you alone. And for this very reason, because she her humility had never ever been equaled by any other creature, she was chosen to become the mother of God, living tabernacle of the divinity. As the devil found his glory in his own power and deserved reprobation and punishment, so Our Lady found her glory in her own self-abasement and deserved to become queen of heaven and mother of God. And since this first movement of humility was not enough for her. A second movement of love draws her to give God to humankind. Not only on the day of the nativity and then on the day of the crucifixion, but also in our daily lives, through the church. Not only was she granted the infinite privilege to bear in her womb the word of God, but she is now made mediatrix of all grace of all the graces God bestows on his creation. St. Bernard, who gave this image of Mary as an aqueduct, as you know, which floods the earth with grace, once wrote, God has willed that we should have nothing which would not pass through the hands of Mary. So two diametrically opposed movements. He refused to acknowledge his position, though servant, yet powerful angel, which led him to his own perdition and eternal destruction. She embraced her condition 
as simple creature, which led her to her own glorification and eternal exaltation. Let us then ask our Blessed Mother the grace to learn how to rejoice in the good of others, being certain that God gives to each one in the right measure, according to what everyone truly deserves. Let us not give room in our daily lives to any form of shabby envy or despicable jealousies. May we repeat with Mary when temptations come, when our hearts and minds seem too weak to reject such inordinate passions, fiat miki, let it be done to me according to thy word. Abandoning our will to the divine will of God with the firm assurance that, as St. Paul says, we know that to them that love God, all things work together unto good, to such as according to his purpose, to his will, to his eternal decree, are called to be saints. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.